All right, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Newsbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions, where we're going to blow the roof off of your expectations of the construction industry and what you can personally do. I have an exciting guest here today. I'm super excited for our conversation and the amazing things that we're going to talk about. Les, it's great to have you here today. Ron, it's an honor for me to be on the show. <laughs> awesome, man. Why don't you take some time and tell all the construction champions out there a little bit about yourself? Well, it was three decades ago that uh, my dad had a roofing business. He was a former police lieutenant in Chicago. And all as I was growing up, he always had a small roofing company as a side gig. And when he retired, he started doing it full time. I was getting out of college, uh, had a new son, ran out of money up in Minnesota, where uh, I see where arch rivals, your Ohio State, I'm Minnesota. Um, I had to ask him for a job. So I came back to Chicago and took over the family roofing business. And we uh, went from, he was doing about 600000 in sales. And in a very short time, five years, we grew to $6 million a year. And I don't say that as impressive because everything was falling apart. Uh, it was uh, bad hires. We were running out of cash. Jobs were uh, having leaks. It was just all the aggravations in the world because I had, I had been a liberal arts major. I wasn't a business major. So I had to learn business on the fly. And uh, it took me a while to get my bearings, but... Uh, then I learned how to establish the business properly with some basic fundamentals. You and I are sports guys, it looks like. I'm now a coach to other contractors in, in a multitude of fields, and I teach them the blocking and tackling of running a construction type of business. And a lot of it is just really simple, but it is like sports, you have to practice the blocking and tackling. And once you do that, you can have a business that really um, shows up for you and your family. I love it. And I love coaches and mentors because I, I truly believe everybody needs them. No matter what you're doing, what kind of business you run personally and professionally, it's all about who's around you and what you're doing. So I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. What makes a construction champion? Well, after I've seen so many of your podcasts, I knew this question was coming up. So I did write some notes and if I, I have three big ones, but uh, from all my years, if I had to say there's one, if you're the owner, it's knowing your numbers. And what I find is the, the, the owners that are on top of their numbers, their margins, the closing percentages, the ROI on their uh, leads, all of these specific numbers in their business, if they're on top of it, their life is a lot smoother. So to me, uh, that's the first real answer is you have to know the numbers. Yeah, that is something that is so critical in business. And all too often, we get asked that and there's no no answer. No one has an answer to what, what exactly is the numbers. Uh, so I'm interested in what your other couple are as well before we dive into this. Yeah, so when I'm working with uh, someone for the first time, I 
I, I immediately attack the numbers because that will tell me where the, the weaknesses in their uh, offense or defense, so to speak. But then after that, I want to know from them, uh, I wrote that you have to have a compelling vision. Why are you in business? Why is it inspiring? Why will the customers uh, be attracted to your brand? And more importantly, why would anyone want to work for you? So that's usually the second thing that we jump into is what's the vision of the company and what is how is that being uh, how is that story being told to the marketplace of your own employees and your potential uh, customers? Vision is something that we all need that in, you know, I, so many times we hear it like it's you had a reason you started a company. And a lot of times we lose sight of that when that needs to be the most critical thing to your outcome, because that's what keeps you going. It's what keeps you doing the right thing and showing up every day. What's number three? And number three is uh, keeping an eye on the customer. Uh, and I say that like the customers first. So what has led a lot of my success over the years was always going the extra mile for the customer to get them to be repeat customers. So now uh, one thing that makes me unique among, I, I would guess other coaches is that I've always have a, my own construction business running at the same time. So right now we're in uh, Illinois. I have a masonry company. It does about $4 million a year. It's in Illinois and Wisconsin and if you look it up, it's North Shore Brickwork. And uh, what we concentrate on is the customer having great uh, experience with our, our brand, our vision. And so reviews are crucial. And so uh, the main point I want to make on that is the repeat business comes in from some of my largest customers that I don't have to do a lot of marketing and advertising like some of these bigger brands might have to do because the phone rings with a lot of repeat customers from having that relationship. So if you take care of the customer, and when I say that is sometimes you're eating jobs, you're having to give discounts, they're not happy, you're crediting, you're going this extra mile, um, that pays off in dividends. So if you take the care of the customer, then the business over the long term will uh, have great success. And that's each of my businesses. Uh, that was the formula. That was why I was always able to um, have equity in those businesses and be able to sell them or uh, move on, hand, hand it off to a, a general manager. That's awesome. I mean, customer experience is the foundation of a business. That's what keeps it up and going. And it's all too often we run into people that have ruined that or just don't understand that. And I, I love what you talk about there is vision numbers customer. Like that's yeah. that's the backbone. So I'm I'm in I'm interested in diving into offense and defense. You've thrown that out there a few times. I'm a I'm a sports guy. I love sports analogies. And a lot of times I just I say I'm on offense all the time. Like I just stay off of defense. I, I want to hear the correlations and what that what that sounds like from you. What what is that offense and defense that we have to be on uh in the construction industry? 
Yeah, so it's fun to use those analogies, especially if you grew up playing sports. <clears throat> I grew up playing all the sports, but I ended up uh, focusing on football. When I went to Minnesota and played football there and uh, ended up, I met my wife. We have four boys. And what happened? They all are athletic. They like sports. So I coached them my whole uh, life. Every one of them, I coached them personally. And that's one of the things that correlates with your business, which is a good litmus test, Ron, is if you don't have the time to coach each one of your kids or be at every one of their games, you don't have a business that uh, is serving you. It's mm -hmm. not a business. You have a job. You're self-employed. Um, so I made it a point that I was going to coach every one of my kids in every sport as they grew up. And as I did that, I, I started learning the value of all that I learned in sports with great mentors and coaches. And that's what, one thing that you mentioned is music to my ears is every business owner is an athlete. Every entrepreneur is an athlete. They need a coach. You need a coach to be able to point out some blind spots to you. A lot of times I'm working on people. I'm just looking at their calendar showing, saying, show me, show me your time. Show me how you're spending your time. Everyone could benefit from a mentor and a coach. But back to the analogy, throwing the spin on football, as I started coaching other business owners, I realized offense is sales, right? It's your marketing. You are trying to move the ball down the field. You're trying to sell and move, move it down. Once you sell that job, that's now defense. So that's the production. That's the customer fulfillment side. You're trying to make sure that you do what you say you're going to do. Um, and then special teams is all of the financial admin and HR. So uh, you, need a, you need a head coach in each of those. So if I'm the owner of a business, I need, I need an offensive coordinator. So that's your sales manager. Sometimes the owner, he's perfect for that. He's head of sales, but he then he needs a defensive coordinator and that would be head of production. And so that person, once that job is sold, he's entirely responsible for that customer experience, that customer journey being blown away at the experience of dealing with the company. And then once that job's done, it goes to the special teams coordinator. And that's the person that's going to make sure it's invoiced properly. We're collecting a deposit. We're collecting uh, the receivable in a timely fashion. We're paying the bills on time. We're putting the numbers together. So as I do my uh, coaching, I'm always looking, all right, who's our offensive coordinator? Who's our defensive coordinator? Who's our special teams coordinator? And the owner should be the head coach. I love that. That, that. That's a very good. I love that you throw in the special teams coordinator there because that that's so important, that financial aspect, that HR in construction businesses, but it's not necessarily something that's hugely focused on. It's kind of something that comes into play later. Uh, I think we see a lot of I don't want to call them bad hires, but people bring in people to do that. That necessarily is not the right person because they're looking too much within like the construction industry. But uh, a CFO, an accountant, an HR generalist, or just an HR recruiter, 
they can come in and learn about the construction industry. It's more about them being able to do that job very, very well and then come in and help you with that. Because the numbers, like that back end, that special teams, you know, special teams win a lot of games. We see that all the time out there. Uh, and with you saying saying that about the head coach in the, the offensive coordinator role, so uh, we see that a lot where you have the head coach being the offensive coordinator, that sales manager, that sales director, and that can be a, a hiccup. I mean, we, we just actually went through at Ohio State. Like Ryan Day has been calling the offensive calls, not necessarily working out the best. And now he's moved Brian Hotline up into offensive coordinator. So he's going to step away from that role. And we see this time after time because for some reason in college football, head coaches like to be involved in the offense. And that right. ends up being a struggling point. And I think the same thing in, in the construction industry is – that that owner work that's something they will hold on to for too long like it's easy to let go of the operations because they don't like that it's easy to let go of the special teams because they don't like that but that that sales fund or that offense like that's that's what they what got them to where they are and they don't want to let go of that but it's really critical for that to be let go of how do you help those owners work through that? And how do we help the champions out there listening that could be going through this right now where they know they have to let go of it or they haven't even realized that, but right now they're having an aha moment. How do you help them get through that? Well, one of the things that come to mind is that I mentor all of these head coaches and the other word for head coach in the business world is CEO. And the CEO really, as I mentor people, have three main responsibilities. The main one is maintaining the economic engine. And what I mean by that is what is driving the leads and the sales, the offense. So that person has to make sure that the leads are coming in and they're getting closed at a certain rate and that they're, they're uh, good potential jobs. That's priority number one. Priority number two is hiring eight players to fill those uh, main spots. Because if if that person is maintaining that economic engine, he's, 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 he's building the relationships, he's uh, um, building the lead gen and all of the things that are bringing in sales, then you can't focus in on these other things very well. So he needs to bring on these A players. That's the second major thing. He needs to replace himself so that he can do like Ryan Day did and move up to the head coach position. So that is networking. Hiring great people in your business really takes a lot of effort. It's almost uh, more effort than the sales part of things. Then the third main thing that the CEO slash head coach has to do is holding the A players accountable to what his vision is. So he only has three main things. If he has to do any of those other things, like QuickBooks, like uh, HR, uh, managing any jobs, jumping into production, selling, going out and estimating, he can't elevate himself to this next level, that Ryan Day situation. So if you have to be that offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or special teams coordinator as the owner, you don't have a business you are self-employed. You're working in the business. If you stop selling, the business is going to be effective. If no one's running production, you're going to have 
uh, issues with quality and you're going to get bad reviews and you're going to be uh, affected long term. And if you're not looking at the numbers or given the right numbers, you're going to go out of business very soon. So um, that's the challenge for the owner is how do you elevate yourself to the head coach, which uh, is a lot of mentoring. And it took me a long time to do it. Um, but that is, uh, I guess, the secret sauce. What would you what you need to do? I love it. And uh, it's all about being around the right people. And I think you brought you just brought up something that we don't touch on enough in construction, and that's networking and what that looks like from a hiring perspective. Because I, I think a lot of the A players probably aren't out there actively applying to other companies, but being out there networking, it, it's so critical to personal and professional growth. But in construction, as owners and managers and leaders, we don't do enough of that. There's not enough of that getting out there and going where that talent's at or going where locally those individuals that are having success is yeah. where it's working. Uh, I take it you probably had some experience with that because you threw that in there. And uh, like I said, that's kind of out of the ordinary in the construction industry. So I love that. Well, let me ask you this. You know, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, all the best football teams. What do they have in common, do you think? Uh, a lot of the same recruiting. There you go. You just said networking. I have a whole module in my playbook, which is recruiting. So recruiting, the analogy for our business is, is getting A players on your team. So if you don't have this system, every one of these great programs have this system of how are they finding these great athletes and staying in front of them. You know what it is? It's marketing materials. They send the kids letters. They hand write letters from uh, Saban or Ryan Day is sending out to a 15-year-old, hey, you mean a lot to us, you know, with their logo and their branding and the, all the pictures of all their success. So if you're the owner of a construction business, what kind of recruiting are you doing? Are you on LinkedIn? Are you making connections with other people, your competitors, the, the sales guys that work for your best guy over there? Are you making a connection with them? So when he's ready to move on, he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna search in LinkedIn roofing contractors in uh, you know Tampa, Florida, and you're gonna pop up. And he's gonna, oh yeah, that's the guy. I'm gonna reach out to him, see how he's doing. So I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a missing link in so many owners of construction companies when they don't realize you as the head coach are in charge of recruiting. Yeah, it's amazing that you bring up LinkedIn because when I was running operations and we were scaring like crazy, that was part of one of my strategies is I was in the inbox of all of our, like anybody that was an A player within residential construction in our area, I was in their inbox. Like they knew, I, I get messages still to today of somebody would be reaching out five years later. Hey, you know, hey, I'm ready to possibly think about making a change. Are you still looking? Well, I'm no longer in that realm of things, but I was in their, I was in their inbox. I'm still in their inbox. I'm top of mind because I was out there like you said it best recruiting 
showing the, yeah. the success, the reasons why being passionate about why you should be with us and not there. And uh, that that's amazing. That it, That's a really good analogy there uh, using LinkedIn, because I think we should be. You should be out there. Just A players. There's only so many of them demographically where we're all at. So you need to be out there finding them. And what does that look like? And then having a system to get through the BS when you funnel them in, because not all A players might be the players that fit your vision and your culture. So I love that you're talking about having those systems in place to be able to, to funnel them in, recruit them, and then check the boxes to make sure it's somebody you want to even give an offer to. Sure. I I really ad advise owners of construction businesses, especially, you know, the challenges of finding good people in our industry. And um, that system needs to be built year round. Even if you're fully staffed, you need to always have a, an ad out there for finding people and meeting people and bringing them in the door, sh uh, sharing your vision. It might not be the right time now. But um, you should always be hiring. You should always be looking for those A players and upgrading teams. Every year, the uh, all sports teams, they look to upgrade their players. And the quality of your team is the quality of your company. So that just can't be reinforced enough. On another note, just as a quick side uh, note, Ron, once they become proficient in LinkedIn, it is such a wealth of lead opportunities for your construction business uh, once you do that properly. I, I have these uh, systems that there's all this software nowadays that connects to your LinkedIn that downloads all the perfect leads that you want to be able to market to them, to stay in touch with them. It's just uh, that's part of that economic engine maintaining that economic engine, one of those is a LinkedIn strategy that you should always be doing for your business. Yeah, I think we should definitely always be looking at how do we get in front of our customers consistently, not just the, our current customers or our current ways of doing things. You always have to be looking at the future. Same thing, what you just said with hiring is you always need to be looking down the road. I think that's where we can get hung up so much is that taking that next step, making that hire, or we're always reactionary hiring instead of understanding, hey, here's where we're headed. Here's the people I have around. How do we make this work? And what does it look like? Like drawing that out, getting some paper out, getting the whiteboard out. And yeah. what does the team look like next year? What spots do we have filled? What spots do we have to fill? So you're proactively doing stuff. So when that time comes, it's as easy as just making a phone call and saying, hey, we're ready. Yeah. Well, we'll call that the depth chart. You just gave me a new vision of that that whiteboard. You know, every every uh, team that I was ever on, when you went into the coaches, their little inner circle, they would have a big whiteboard up and behind the curtain would be the depth chart. So no one could really see it, but they would be working on there. Where are they weak and who do they need to replace? And I think us as business owners should be having a depth chart of here's our team. We already know how that depth chart looks. It's offense, defense, special teams, and then all those positions under it, where are we lacking? And then um, 
always trying to fill those positions. Yeah. And then that, like you said, that's what I used to do when I would bring in supervisors, I bring in the, the people responsible for that. I just have everything already up there. What are the teams? What, and then we'd have an open, open conversation about who needs what training? How do we continue to improve here? What is that the bottom 10%? Cause typically you're going to have that cycle off. Like you said, up, up, up leveling the team so you have to have an understanding and that's how you become proactive at it is by doing that and having those conversations and i'm a big component of doing you do it with your team it doesn't have to be the entire team but like that's how you build trust and camaraderie is by bringing in those other leaders within your organization and asking them but make it easy like have everything up there and then just ask the questions one year from now how do you see this looking Love it. That's the vision. And uh, having an executive team to help you carry out your vision is key for you to move out of that uh, working in the business to working on the business. I love it. it. It has been absolutely great having you on the show here today, Lass. Thank you, Ryan. It was seriously an honor. I love seeing you in my Twitter every morning when I wake <laughs> up. You're one of the first things I see because you're so active in there. Uh, with a great positive message to start the day. You're doing awesome things for the construction industry. And so, uh, again, thank you for uh, uh, getting me on your show and uh, giving me this opportunity. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for all the listeners out there, where can they find you? If they wanted to connect with you, wanted to follow you, wanted to have a conversation, where's the best places for them to do that? Well, let's challenge them, right? Let's get them on LinkedIn and Google uh, uh, Les O'Hara just in the search bar. They're going to find me, make a connection, and we'll start a conversation there right away. Uh, two other ways is lesohara.com. That might get them uh, to see all the things that I'm doing, um, all the businesses that I'm involved with. And then uh, for the construction industry space, I have a, a company called Build12, B-U-I-L-D-1-2.com, and it's a software that I private uh, labeled and customized for the construction industry to help them with sales and marketing automation. So maybe they don't need coaching, but they need to close more deals, stay in touch with their, their existing database, Build12.com might be a great place for them to start. Awesome, man. Well, once again, thank you for being here. Awesome, Ron. All right, construction champions, we unpacked a lot today. We talked about the different coaches within an organization, not just you as the head coach, but what all the different roles. And for me, you have to look at what role are you in that you shouldn't be. Are you running the defensive coordinator or are you so far down in the weeds that you're working with the offensive line? And you're not even doing what the offensive coordinator is supposed to be doing. These are all things that we have to look at as we continue to cast that vision for our company. Because these are the people we need to be recruiting, we need to be networking with, and hiring, and bringing in, and having a willingness to let go of what we're holding on to. Because in order to go from a million to two or five to 10 or 10 to 20 or even to 100 million to 200 million a year, one of the number one things that you need to do is learn to let go of things. 
And the only way you can do that is if you're constantly bringing in the talent that lets you do that. So like I always say, look in the mirror and figure out where you have your nose that it shouldn't be. And then if you already don't have the people on your team to do that job, go out and find them. And don't be afraid to talk to the A players throughout the construction industry and your demographic. Because if you're building a true vision and you believe in what you're doing and you're putting the systems in place, there's no reason they won't want to come work for you. So champions, until next time, be the champion you were meant to be.